and we are live we are live and not only that we are back at the studio sabaho everybody welcome back to another episode of saturday morning with tech uh today and i do apologize i have to look at the screen uh it is august 14 2021 uh and it is episode 83 <laughs> there's an update coming up and of course notifications are going to start going um, it is a nice, beautiful Saturday here in Southern California. I hope, well, I hope you guys are having a nice, uh, depending on where you are in the world, good morning, good day, good evening, and good night. Um, and of course, Sabaho, as always, uh, with everybody on the channel. Uh, I see a lot of our, a lot of our friends are in here. Uh, Chemi, buenos dias, canal. Uh, and we have obviously, uh, uh, Hanny in there, Majid, uh, Jimmy Fire Dragon, of course, Jeff, Donald Lozino in there and saying it's 85 degrees right now, but it feels like 100 degrees uh, and it is it is a hot day. Yes, air conditioning is running good uh, and uh, and hopefully in the in the lab as well. Uh, hey, hey, TK, uh, Jimmy's mentioning is how you doing, TK, bro? Doing OK. Um, actually, it's been an interesting week. Um, I as you guys probably already know, last week was a little bit not last week, the week. Yeah, it is actually long last week. So uh, not the current week that we're in, but the week before. It was a little bit of a vacation for the family and I. Um, we didn't disrupt any kind of the content, but essentially it was where I was able to kind of uh, take some time off to relax. Let's just say that. And it was a great week. Um, overall, a little bit of you know hiccups here and there. And then traveling with the car with the Tesla was actually very nice, although it was my first true trip with it because uh, we've done long drives, but we haven't done trips with it. So this one is uh, was definitely a learning experience, and there'll be obviously a video on the channel for that. Um, but today I'm actually doing good. Uh, Paul in Ireland. Hey, man. Good morning. Well, good afternoon, actually. Uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, greetings from Ireland, uh, of course. Uh, hope you're doing well, man. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Um, today's subject, obviously, is going to be touching on the biggest thing, the biggest event that kind of went on this week. Uh, there was actually a couple. Obviously, the Magic 3 launch event that happened on Thursday. But of course, uh, I think a lot of people are talking also about the fact that the Z Fold 3 and the Z Flip 3, as well as the Galaxy Watch 4, were announced there's been a lot of conversation around what is what what truly is um i mean is there a need for a foldable that's first the second thing obviously is which foldable was the right device that actually a lot of people are more than likely will go for and um i actually kind of finally got the answer from uh, that samsung was trying to basically say that they were trying to meet or make enough sales in the foldable field uh to basically make them go more uh, they were going to make some of their profits back so the biggest thing that we're looking at right now is that the Z Flip 3 and the Z Flip 3 both have some new specifications. They're definitely a refresh from what we got last year. But when it comes to upgrades, the Z Flip 3, in my opinion, received more of an update, even though it doesn't support the S Pen. And I did put in a video earlier this week talking about the S Pen and some of the main features that we have as far as the S Pen. The S Pen itself is now going to be initialized or at least provided in two variants. There is the extra, the extra S Pen that was released earlier this week. Um, I'm sorry, earlier this year, and that was with the Galaxy S21 Ultra. And it's a smaller format. It's a little bit bigger than the one we see with the Note, but it definitely is functional. The S Pen that comes with the Z, the Z Fold 3 is a custom version. It's an S Pen that actually has a retractable tip. And the reason behind that is so that it actually doesn't, in, um, if you end up pushing on the screen, you're not pushing into it and therefore damaging the display. It also actually has a much softer um, tip as far as the actual uh, the the pen itself. So you're not a, you're not intended to use or if if you actually even try using this version of the S Pen, it will not work and will give you a warning telling you that you should be using one intended for it. And the S Pen Pro kind of mirrors that uh, that that function, although it's a much larger S Pen, feels more like an um, an Apple Pencil style because it's just the sheer size of it and what it's intending to do. But that one actually mimics the small S Pen with the Note. So that was actually a big thing for me that I was very 
concerned when I heard, you know, when we saw all the leaks saying that, you know, the, uh, the Z Fold 3 is going to support an S Pen, but how do you do it? And then, of course, for me at least, my thing is I want, I didn't understand why did they not give the S Pen functionality to the external display? So it, it, it seems like they're trying to keep us in the foldable display on both these devices, but we'll talk a little bit more about that. So let me go ahead and just real quick and uh, kind of go through the chat. I know we have a whole bunch of people hit us uh, with some comment. I see Greg in there. I see Dan, Grounded Tech. Uh, best of luck next week, man. Uh, Dan, uh, I hope you do well, and I hope everything kind of works out. Uh, please, uh, you know, let us know how things go. Um, exciting Electronics. Hey there. How you doing? Paul, again, I think we kind of went through on that one. Uh, why is the why is it called the, uh, the Z Flip 3 when there is no Z in the, in the Z Flip? Um, I think the original thing, the original, uh, the reason behind that is it, it's actually more of a naming convention. So you know how Samsung has the S series, the N, the Note series, and the A series. So they wanted an acronym that matches all of their foldable technology. Now, I'm not sure why they went with Z because Z technically is again neither of these devices technically are forming a Z or a Z format. Um, I can tell you though, if you have two Z flips, you put them next to each other, you could definitely create a Z. But the goal behind that is, uh, I think essentially is that Z looks like it's a folding letter. If you think about it, it looks like basically three lines in a foldable, uh, basically position. So the Z has nothing to do with the shape of the phone. It's more so of the folding. And of course, uh, we have, do apologize. We have the zip, uh, sorry, the flip three and the fold three. It's like it was a, a mid hiccup kind of a thing coming up there. Um, so I guess that's the best way to describe it. It's the Z series and you have the flip three and the fold three. And this also allows them to introduce other foldables or other devices that they have folding technologies or a hinge mechanism on them. So that's the best way to do it. So uh, that was a question from James DTV official uh, that just posted that just a second ago. Uh, Richard Ortiz. Hey, man, hope you're doing well. Uh, grounded Tech. And again, uh, thank you for everybody. Greg, uh, Greg, all as always. Uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us, man. Hope you're doing great. Um, seems like a two in one, uh, for, okay. So exciting electronics. I'm not sure if he's answering. Oh, okay. Yeah. So here it is. I think Jimmy fire dragon was answering it. Uh, the official, because there was a 4g model and a 5g and the Z flip, uh, and then there was the first Z flip. So I think that's how they did. They started the naming convention. So this is the Z series. So we've had the Z flip, the Z flip 5g, and now we have the Z flip three, which technically is a third iteration of the Z flip. Um, although, in, honestly, they could have released the Z Flip, the original one with 5G, because the 5G came up like five months later, which was kind of a weird situation for having two versions of the Z Flip in the same year. Uh, both of these devices now in 2021 are going to be featuring the 888, not the 888 Plus, and um, with a slightly smaller battery on the Z Flip, uh, on the Z Fold 3, which is a little bit of a concern for me because... If you think about it, we have a more powerful processor with a smaller tank. It's kind of like when I was talking to Juan on Thursday. It's like getting a, a Maserati, but then you got the upgraded car and then you get a smaller tank. So you have less gas to go further as opposed to before. Even if the 888 is supposed to be more optimized and a better processor, it does, if you're going to game or if you're trying to do anything heavy, uh, you're definitely going to notice the battery the, uh, degradation there. It's not a lot, but it's still technically something smaller than what we got before. Uh, playing with the new old phones I just got. Congrats, man. Hope you're doing great. Uh, oh, okay, so ground attack. So Dan just sold his Xperia and I'm back on Pixel 4 XL. Congratulations and welcome to the Pixel team. Um, although you're in good you're in good hands on either way. Uh, jumping from the Xperia over to the Pixel, you're kind of in good hands on uh, both sides. But again, um, I'm actually can't wait to see more information or more uh, more 
I'm not saying leaks, they kind of confirmed them. The you know the Pixel 6 and the 6 Pro coming up hopefully in the near future. So uh, the 4XL by, by no means, that is literally to date, it still technically is a better phone than the Pixel 5, although the Pixel 5 definitely has its own appeal, uh, being a smaller form factor, the nice uh, you know 90 hertz display, the wireless charging. There's a whole bunch of things going on there that I really like about it. Uh, and the fact that it actually has a fingerprint sensor, which I think that was the year uh, the, uh, the 4XL is, I think, where uh, Google decided to skip the fingerprint sensor and go with face unlock. So definitely congrats, man. And, and, I, and I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy that quite a bit. Uh, Greg All, are you... Uh, Oh, okay. So I'll let Greg answer that one. Jimmy Fire Dragon is asking. Uh, Sam S is saying, Sabaho, Sabah al Khair, Sabah al Anwar. Um, oh, I have both TK. Okay, good, good, good. So I love both. Uh, and I want to own a device for each, <laughs> from each in the future. Um, I think we're both going to be excited. I mean, the 5 Mark III. We have no information on it here in the U.S. at least. I don't know if any other markets have received them or has actually launched them. But they were supposed to be launching in summer. So there's... With the delays, I'll take that back. What is today? Today is the 14th. Okay, so great. This is actually really good. So Thursday or around Thursday next week, um, U.S. Um, US owners, the people that pre-owned the Xperia 1 Mark III will start receiving their devices, at least if you're part of the first batch. If you ordered a little bit later, eh, potentially you're going to be going into uh, September. But again, it shouldn't be too bad. So we'll have to see how that kind of goes. Uh, ground attack. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, uh, so Abd, uh, Abd is asking here, um, will I be able to do one uh, in the future or in the near future, uh, a live stream in Arabic? Um, I am, uh, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll answer that one in Arabic real quick, guys, and I'll just flip back. Um, I'm trying to um, and in short answer, what I tried to say there is that, that I am, I've been planning on trying to do an Arabic po uh, live podcast like this, similar like this, you know, Saturday morning with tech. Uh, but my challenge lately has been basically what is the right time for it? Uh, because of the time difference of where I am in the Middle East, and, and not to say that we're not already having time differences with the English channel, but we've kind of cornered the, the, the Saturday morning tech at 10.30 a.m. Pacific time, um, and we've been doing it for so long. The Arabic side needs, uh, needs to find its own house, um, and unfortunately, at that 10.30 to noon time that I already do the English one, I can't do. So short answer, it's more of a scheduling um, and, uh, we did actually do a, we did actually, there was one in Arabic that I did, uh, recently. So that was actually, uh, something that I did on the Arabic channel. So hopefully I'll be able to do more of it. Um, I hope that way will be working. Um, so uh, yeah, Greg, yes. Uh, Greg, I think is in Pennsylvania is what he's saying. He's, uh, he's there. Uh, Dominic Juan is in the chat as well. Ground attack, just waiting for uh, to sale because Asus has finally fixed the bugs uh, with my phone uh, with my phone calls on the ROG Phone Two. So I can't wait. I can wait a little bit longer. Uh, I'm just asking. Uh, let me see here. I think uh, exciting electronics. I don't know if I saw the question. Uh, let me see here real quick. I I may I, I thought we answered it. Uh, Uh, exciting electronics. I do appreciate the uh, the request or trying to be a moderator on the channel. I do already have a couple of moderators already on the channel. Um, so uh, if anything does change in the future, I'll let everybody know and we can work something out on that. Uh, but I appreciate the, uh, the, the request there. Um, tech for your needs. Hey, folks, hope you're doing well, man. Uh, grounded Tech, nice to see Dominic Wan. Uh, what are you thinking about uh, for an update after the uh, ROG Phone 2? I think the ROG Phone 2, I mean, hey, I'm still, well, not myself, but my son still uses the ROG Phone 2 as a gaming phone. And um, I think I'm almost done with everything that I need to do with the four, uh, with the ROG Phone 5. And if they let me keep it, uh, I'll definitely be upgrading him to that one as well. Uh, so 
the the biggest thing that I wanted to kind of cover. Oh, and then the other thing, of course, I do want to talk about these guys. These are I, I can't explain them. So Amazfit's been doing great, great hardware for fitness. That's the, one of their biggest things that they do. Um, and when they reached out to me regarding the PowerBuds Pro, I was a little bit interesting, interested to see kind of how do they approach this um, this style of like the stem design earbuds or in ear tip uh, in earbuds that have active noise cancellation, great audio experience, uh, integration with the Zep app. So I want to talk a little bit about this one because I've been using them for quite some time. The last two episodes um, that I did while I was traveling, so the one with Juan on Thursday last week and the one on Saturday, I actually used them. So the audio you had from in those feeds were run off of those earbuds directly into the feed. So they actually sound pretty good from a sounding experience. Uh, Jeff J. Sabaha brother, uh, thoughts on the Flip 3? Have you gotten any hands-on time yet? So... No hands-on yet. I've been trying to reach out to some of my friends that have access to them in the near in the in the area here in La, in Los Angeles. Um, I, I'm not going to deny the fact that obviously I or I already pre-ordered one, so I should be having it anyways within a week or so. Um, but for my experience of using the Z Flip and the Z Flip Three, is the Z Flip Five G. I've used both of those and I've had enough experience with them to share that the form factor is kind of be a basically a big. Um, well, actually, I'll say this. You either like the Z Flip 3 or you just do not like the Z Flip 3. Not because of the fact that it opens up into a phone or whatever. It's the form factor. When you're carrying it, you always close it and it's always going to be in that clamshell. Now, they fixed the display on the outside, but honestly, I still don't think it's a big enough display that you can actually do most of the things you want. It still is going to be a situation where you have to open up the display and get in and use the phone from there. So the extra ruggedness with the IPX8 that they gave us, I think, is a very nice one. So you don't have to worry about putting your phone away if you're outdoors and it starts raining a little bit. You could just wipe it off and then put it in. Um, I think it's one or the other. For me, the Z Flip 3 worked great when I had it and I was when I used it in a full form when it's opened up, not in the clamshell size style. But the problem that I had with it, and I think still exists to this day, even when they tried making those new cases for it, is the fact that it actually still folds and it becomes a much smaller pocket. For a guy, that's a small device in the bottom of our big pockets that we typically have on our pants or you know jeans or whatever. And even if you're using it with a suit and you have it in your jacket, so on. So that's going to be the biggest issue for me. It's the fact that the phone becomes very, literally too small for me to be able to, to realize A, where it is, or B, if I have that much space in the pocket, but I can't put anything else with it because I don't want to damage it. So but, but that is, with that aside, and if you, if you just skip that conversation and you just look at the, what the Z Flip 3 and the Z Fold 3 are offering, the Z Fold 3 is exactly what this is. There is no change in physical aspects, meaning if you're used to using the Z Fold 2 and you're comfortable with it, the Z Fold 3 is going to be the exact same situation. It's um, definitely a big improvement over the original Z Fold if you were rocking the original Z Fold and you're still using it and you're upgrading from it. Um, but if you're using the Z Fold 2, there's, I mean, the reality is with the exception of the S Pen and the IPX8, you're really not getting that much better of an experience, really. Uh, the high refresh rate on the displays, I get, yes, definitely very nice. Um, uh, the storage capacity, you're able to get the 512 now in the US as opposed to where we weren't able to do it before. Those are, again, very nice. Um, the S Pen, again, is going to be kind of a, a one of those things is either you like it or you don't, but everything is extra, right? So even though the price dropped a little bit, but they took out so much, uh, there's no charger in the box for either of these devices. You have to kind of pick up your own 25-watt chargers. Uh, and to my understanding, there is no fast charging on either of them. So regardless, we're still talking about 25 watts, maximum chargers that you can use with them. So I think the Z Flip 3, although 
not necessarily my style of daily driver phone is still the better choice between the two. You have to pick one, or if you have to look at both of those and you see basically what they announced as far as smartphones, the Z Flip 3 is under $1,000 by a dollar. And not only that, if you had to, if you traded in anything into it, you can get up to like three, 300 to 350. You can drop the price to a pretty reasonable experience for a foldable smartphone in 2021. And that's, again, if you're comfortable with the Samsung, you know, one UI experience. So this is why when I look at it and when I look at the spectrum of what they announced, although they they gave us basically what they envisioned to be the best, uh, which was the Z Fold 3, I think the Z Flip 3 is the winner of the show. The Z Flip 3 will sell more units. The Z Flip 3 will get more headlines and it is cheaper. Now, is it a better phone? Yes, I think actually the upgrades that we have here over the last uh, over the last two generations are very noticeable. The bigger display on the outside, the, the different construction that we have with the IPX8, those make the makes the smartphone more accessible to people and less likely people putting it away or feeling um, concerned taking it out when they go about and if it rains or they're outdoors. Now, you can't take it into the pool. You can't take it into the ocean. There's no salt or chlorine comp uh, compatibility here. But if it rains on you, somebody splashes water for some reason, it's good. You just wipe it off. You're pretty good and you can move on. And that's why I really like the Z Flip 3. Um, actually, a little bit more than the Z Fold 3. Uh, and even though I don't have the Z Fold 3, I can tell you that the experience compared to what I have right now is very close. Um, and of course, we all know about the camera situation that's going on in there. But let me jump back real quick in the chat. I want to see. I think I missed a few comments in here. Um, André Philippe. Hey, how you doing, uh, André? Uh, uh, do you mind me um, exciting electronics. I do appreciate the question, but I don't think this is the right format or the the right venue to actually ask these um, uh, the, these type of requests. What I, but again, thank you very much. Uh, if you want to connect with me over on Twitter, I'll be more than happy to talk a little bit more. But uh, yeah, uh, I thank you for the request on the channel. But I, I at this point, unfortunately, I don't think this is the right venue for that. Uh, ta -ta -ta. <laughs> Let me see here real quick. So Andre is asking, um, how's it going? Uh, okay, let me see here. Da, da, da. So we're going to bring this one. I realized I, I left Salah uh, uh, Ahmed, I think, the comment before. So um, Andre is asking, uh, um, hey, um, how are you doing? doing? Great, thank you. Um, and what do you think about the Samsung merge of the future line of Note with the with the uh, with with the line of the S line? So example, an S twenty two, an S twenty two plus, and an uh, and a Note twenty two Ultra. I think the I think I think what Samsung has done by not releasing a note in 2021 and 2021, um, understanding the chip shortage and so on and, and, the, and, the, and the, the, the approach of what they're trying to say that basically that it didn't make sense to them. I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. The note is a very niche a niche uh, device. And, and I say this because I, the people that buy the Note are a much smaller subset than the people that buy the S-Line, which are, again, um, smaller subset than the people that buy the A-Line. I mean, by order of popularity, it'd go A, S, N, and then Z right after that. So um, the, the, um, the fact that they unleashed or they basically... Um, actually, they did. They released the Note, uh, the Note S-Pen, that unique feature that the Note used to have two other devices. And now we have the Z Flip, or sorry, the Z Fold that has an S Pen. We have the S21 Ultra that has an S Pen, and more than likely this is going to continue for them. There really isn't that much of a need for the Note. I mean, realistically, I made that video earlier this week because once I once it kind of all clicked in my head and I started looking at it, I was like, and, and don't get me wrong, I still got comments on the video where people were were very much uh, basically, no, if people really want a Note and they really want a pen that fits inside of the phone, the Note still holds its own. 
And I don't disagree. Yes, the note still has that unique aspect where the pen is in, enclosed within the smartphone and you don't actually have to go, um, you know, carry an, ex, an extra pen like this, put it in your pocket, which is what they're trying to do with the, with the Z Fold and with the S21 Ultra. They didn't give us the convenience of the S Pen on the note. But I feel like that that's like the last piece that I don't think a lot of people do end up using. I'll say this from experience of using a note for many years, ever since the note two, I never jumped on the note one that was at the time very too. Um, the pricing for it was too high. And I was much more of a customer accustomed to using the S series. I can tell you that the S Pen is a great tool, but it doesn't get used as often as most people think it does. It is the unique thing that you use every once in a while. And when you need it, it's just there. And the note is very convenient for you on that side. For me, I like the combo of using the Tap S7 Plus and the S21 Ultra, or even even if you want to use like truly like next level productivity, um, is to go, let's say, Tap S7 Plus with the Note uh, with the um, Z Fold 3, right? At this point, you're going to go with the situation where you have um, an S Pen that works on all of these devices. Now, again, Samsung in true Samsung fashion kind of gives or kicks it into a slightly different situation. The S Pen for the Z Fold will work on the Tab S7 Plus, but it won't work backwards. So meaning I can't take the one that magnetically clamps to the back of my S7 Plus, that charges off of my S Tab S7 Plus, and I can use I cannot use that one on my uh, Z Fold 3 or the Z, you know, the, the Z Fold 3 side uh, if you want to use it that way. So the short way of looking at it in, in this situation, um, I feel like the note is pretty much at the doorstop at this point. I feel like people are not going to look at the note the same way they looked at them before. Because as you just stated in there, the S20, uh, like S22, S22 Plus, and then there's the Note 20, 22 Ultra. And I really think that's what it is. This, the, the S21 Ultra, for all intents and purposes, is the Note 20, uh, 21 Ultra. This is the Note 21 Ultra for this year. They just released it earlier in the year and they didn't call it a Note 21. And I think that's the kicker. They said, we're not releasing one, but in reality, they did. And they just released it with the S line. And it's a big thing that I feel like mo a lot of tech, um, a lot of tech YouTubers, or I think a lot of uh, commentators are not pointing that out because I feel like they're like, well, we're not going to have a note. I'm like, no, we had a note. It just wasn't called a note. It's called an S21 Ultra. Um, it's just, and that's what they wanted. They wanted to give a year where the S Pen is unleashed and it goes to other series. And then if they do bring it back next year, I think the sales are going to be a little bit low or maybe because of the anticipation, because we didn't have an upgrade, uh, you know, that once a year, maybe then there will be a demand, but it's still, I don't think it's going to bring it back to the, to the glory days of what the note used to be. That's what I'm probably saying there. Um, Jeff J. Sabaha, brother, thoughts on the FIP3? Have you, uh, okay, I think we already went with that one. Sorry, I, I, I'm a little bit behind on the questions there. Um, oh, so Dominic is looking at getting, getting his hands on an Xperia 1 Mark III, a Pixel 5, or an RG Phone 5. Uh, I don't care about the cameras that much, but I really want a headphone jack. And I think you you pretty much listed two of the devices in there that have a very good, a very decent headphone jack. So I think the One Mark III or the ROG Phone 5 will definitely give you a good experience there. Um, depends on what you're looking for for battery capacity, charging capacity, since battery, since cameras are not necessarily the biggest uh, approach, uh, because you kind of also did it the other way. The One Mark III with the 5 are also going to be better on cameras, where the ROG Phone 5, I think, is, is okay. I don't think it's a bad camera. It's just... By comparison to the two next to it in this list, obviously, it makes it a little bit hard to recommend for the camera performance. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. Um, but I hope, yeah, no, definitely. I think you cannot go wrong with the absence of what LG obviously is providing us. It seems like the ROG Phone 5 and uh, the One Mark III are pretty much the only two options, uh, consumer-based options that have a headphone jack and also has a quad DAC or at least a DAC, a decent DAC supporting it.
So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Greg, uh, Max gave me the Nord 10 5G, the OnePlus 8, real nice phones. Dude, the N10 5G is a very nice. And of course, the, the OnePlus 8 is, again, very, very good phone. Congrats, uh, Greg. And I uh, hopefully you, you enjoy them both. Um, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I think the OnePlus 8 just received, it should be already on Android 11. And yeah, yeah should be pretty good. Uh, Davin Davis says, Sabahu, uh, Sabahu chat. Hello, Tarek. Uh, hello, TK. Uh, I'm planning on getting the Z Flip 3 in two years. <laughs> Uh, so you're going to get the three when it's going to be at the five and so on. Um, it's a different device. It's really, I, okay. So it's a device that I think that people will get because to a certain point, it's a nostalgia feeling, right? It's a clamshell. It's a clamshell style phone that I think the younger generation may not necessarily have a very big uh, attachment to it. Uh, but if let's say somebody like myself, Generation X and so on, or uh, you know Z, early early part of the Generation Z, where they started with phones like the um, like the Motor Razor, right? The, the Motor Razor, or even the uh, the original Samsung or the Motorola flip phones. So, or even um, Sony Ericsson's uh, flip phones. They had a massive collection of those, which I carried as well. I think this is going to be where this is why this feels so nice. Um, this feels in, these feeds into what the the motor razor from uh, you know the the new version of the motor razor that we see with the 5G, um, and it kind of undercuts it to a certain point because it feeds into that and now gives us all of the features that we get from that. I like the flex mode uh, capabilities that we have right now with the Z Flip and the Z Fold 2. Uh, the reason behind those is I think they utilize the mecha the mechanism of the Z Flip better than they use it with the Z Fold. The Z Fold is still technically feeling or it still feels like two phones, guys. I mean. The reality is, even if I take the case off, which I typically don't, so I'm not going to base it, I'm not going to lie to you guys. If I'm using the Z Fold, I am not using it in this form. Let's see if we can make it tilt. Okay. So that's the typical thickness of what you get with the Z Fold, right? This is the Z Fold 2, and this is exactly the same thickness. Um, Z Flip is, even though it has the same thickness, it's technically smaller. It's only half of that. It works uh, easier. When you, when you unfold it and you're using it, it works really, really nice. So I feel like it is going to be the uh, the device that I feel like gets more of the attention, and because you can get it for around seven hundred with a, with any decent trade in that you can put into it, there's no question that's going to be a really like an easy sale, um, and a lot of people will basically want to jump into it uh, as an upgrade to their smartphone. But is it something that we need? Is it something that we want to? Is it like an evolutionary thought? Um, I don't think somebody that's comfortable in a uh, you know like a regular rectangular uh, slab uh, screen experience is going to jump into it. I think it's more of the, the I, I want to I say it in a better way, but I don't have a, a better way of saying it. Essentially, it's a look, it's a feel, it's a nostalgia thing. And that's what you're feeding into it. It's a third generation of it, which you know that they've been doing a lot of work on it. And it's technically around the third generation of the Z Fold. So Samsung's ma uh, machining process is definitely better. Uh, there are some compromises, absolutely. This is not going to be the same, the best of the best of what they can offer. But I think I still think it's a better experience than what you get with the Z Fold 3. So we'll have to see. Uh, gave gave me an out 12, 12 phones. Oh, all <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm glad I'm I'm glad Max is helping you out there as well. Um, let me know. Let us know if you do any kind of uh, you know uh, modding and roaming on there. Uh, grounded deck Dan. Uh, grounded tech. Sorry, not grounded deck. Um, it's been quite uh, sorry. Um, I've been quite critical of the Z Fold of the Fold Three, um, as I as I just don't think it pushes the the boundaries enough to make sense. The flip seems great. I agree with you, and I'm totally I'm I'm, all, I'm totally on that level with you as well. The Z Fold Three, for all intents and purposes, 
I, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm harping on them because at, to, to a certain point, obviously, there's been a lot of investment, a lot of development that Samsung decided to do. But to quote Juan Carlos uh, exactly, I don't think Samsung's reading the room correctly. I think Samsung's approach to foldables is trying to make them cheaper just to get the bite or the sound bite saying that they are cheaper. Uh, by comparison, the two the two foldables that were announced, the Z Flip got the best uh, upgrade for uh, overall, not just because of the bigger display with the IPX8, but I think it actually has the performances and, and again, the, the accessibility, that nostalgia factor that a lot of us feed into, which is what they kind of worked on last year. So um, I hope it does uh, actually work for them and they're able to bring down the pricing of their foldable devices. But I really wish that they would have focused on getting giving us a better experience than just giving us a cheaper Fold 3. That's where I'm losing them a little bit. Um, very small improvements over last year and a newer SOC camera experience, absolutely not the focus of this device. You're not paying 1800 bucks for the cameras. You're paying it because you're getting a foldable and that's literally what this is. Uh, and the price point that they chose it at is, although a little bit cheaper than what we had last year, it's all cool. It's basically when you buy a ticket at a very bare, very base fare and everything you want is extra. You want a charger, an extra $45. You want an S Pen, an extra $50 bucks, or $79 if you want to get the, the standard S Pen with a case. So that's $70 on top of the $1,800. So you're already at $1,950 before taxes in the US, which, by the way, none of these prices are including that. So you're thinking of adding another couple of hundred dollars of taxes. At least here in California, it's about 10%. It's expensive. So the reality is, where are we to what we got last year? You, you lowered the price by removing the features you announced with it. But in reality, people are still paying the regular price. So it's a catch-22, right? You make it look cheaper, but in reality, you're right. It's not really there. So hence why I'm, I'm like, like I said, um, I, I still say the, the the S21 Ultra is the note of twenty of 2021, and uh, the Note 21 for Note 20 for S, for 2021, and then the Z Flip 3 is the foldable that's going to make Samsung um, basically get those uh, those eyeballs on their devices at this point. I don't think they're going to sell as many Z Fold 3. The pre-orders and the enthusiasts, absolutely no question. But as time goes on, they're going to sit on the shelf. And as Juan and I were talking about it on Thursday, sales galore, my friend. Um, you can seriously let in about a year from the, when the when the Z Fold 2 was originally announced that was selling for 2000 bucks, you can get that phone for under $1,000. And if you trade anything into it, Z Fold 2, you can get it under 800 bucks. And Samsung didn't even offer us more than 800 for it um, as a trade in for the Z Fold 2. That's $1,200 depreciation in one year. That's crazy. Um, uh, Davin, I think Greg is answering there. Um, um, Elvin is asking, is there a possibility for, okay, let me go to it. Is there a possibility for you to be a, uh, to be a guest on Viper's live show um, uh, on Viper live? Uh, it could be an, int it could be interesting for sure. Cheers from Norway. Uh, you know what? I, I listen to Viper's shows all the time on Twitter um, as, and I jump in a lot of his rooms as much as possible. Uh, so yeah, no, definitely. I, I will, I will reach out and we'll connect with Viper and uh, we'll try to get something going on. I, I, I've been enjoying his, his chat style and his his guest uh, appearances uh, very very much, and I love the engaging conversations that they always have. So for me, it's it's one of those things that you just uh, it's basically like minded, but it also is nice to have that kind of back and forth conversation to uh, engage with the uh, with the community, of course. And again, Twitter getting that feature in there has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but I'll reach out to him, of course. Uh, let me jump in real quick here. So uh, oh, grounded tech is back. Uh, he's jumping. Okay, so Dominic, uh, honestly, look at the Xperia 5 Mark II. It's a bargain as a, uh, and definitely a very good. 
it still is anything even in this year regardless of the fact that it runs the 865 obviously there's nothing wrong with that phone um it is not only cheaper still runs a 1080p 120 uh, hertz refresh rate which by the way is going to be the same display that we get on the 5 mark 3 so you're not missing a beat there um, gaming on this is obviously going to be pretty good. Now the charging is not as fast. The camera system does not include the new uh, periscope, the, the dual aperture periscope uh, lens that we see here on the five Mark three and the one Mark three. But I think at the end of the day, unless that's something that you truly, truly need for the five, I feel like the five Mark two is still hold holds a very big, um, position now for anybody looking to get a smartphone on top of the fact that again uh, SD card support good decent headphone jack on that as well um, and of course you're still getting um, a lot of the benefits there just oh and then no wireless charging uh, that's one of the other things they don't have hmm. gotta keep hydrated gotta gotta stay on track um, Weather-wise, this uh, this this weekend, it looks like it's going to get a little bit warm again here for Southern California for the next few days or so. We've been going through a, another heat wave. Seems like summer doesn't want to leave us uh, at all. Aditya is in the chat, man. Hey, Aditya is in there. Uh, Sabaho, man. Hope you're doing well. Um, Hassan is in there as well. Hey, let me, I'm going to go back a little bit, work quick, guys, just so I can catch some of the earlier comments. I don't want to miss too many. I realize that always, I'm, it's always a game of catching up with them. Um, uh, Dominic Tag, good day, Andrew, of course, in there, Dominic Granite. Uh, okay, so I think Dan and uh, and Dominic were kind of going back and forth. So Russ had a quick question here. Um, since the banning of uh, the Huawei uh, banning situation, Samsung's kind of a, uh, kind of slacking, in my opinion, in my honest opinion. Uh, they peaked on the Note 9 or the S10, and that was a couple of years ago, exactly. Uh, and it's been somewhat of a downfall, uh, starting with the Note 10. So competition is the best thing from a consumer standpoint competition between companies are always will always benefit us because that's where you push that's where you move things and you start basically seeing new technologies not only demonstrated but also become practical and essentials for us to be able to use i say this like when when wireless charging was first introduced a lot of people passed it on and they're like well you know i don't really need wireless charging but the fact of the matter is, guys, wireless charging on two wireless buds like these guys, the Amazfit, uh, the, the, the PowerBuds Pro, not only because they sound great, but it's the ability of basically just putting them somewhere and let them charge. And I don't have to worry about uh, cables or anything like that. Let me just, you know, just having it sit exactly where you need. And let me just put that back there. I don't think it's connected. Um, it makes them so much better. That technology just fits into so much. Uh, we have wireless charging now um, on watches as well. Samsung has them, even though they're magnetic a little bit. They need their own pads. And I do actually want to double check on this one. I may be wrong on the wireless charging on the on the Amazfits. I know there are other buds that, um, that they do support wireless charging. So I do want to make sure, don't quote me on the Amazfit ones. But um, it's when we get those technologies and they get incorporated that be they become users and they become standards for us now, right? A flagship with wireless charging is almost expected. 50 watt charging now at wireless is actually something that is very unique. Uh, look at the uh, what the Magic 3 is doing with, uh, I think, the Pro Plus 50 watt, 50 watt charging on them. And I think uh, the OnePlus 9 Pro has that as well. We see other devices. So charging is something that we enjoy. So what I would probably say is ever since the, ever since that, like you said, the, the Note 9, um, or the Note 10, um, roughly around the Note 10 and the S10, I felt like Samsung's approach to their line has been to compromise the experience slightly, ever so slightly. The Note 20 gave us that experience. Now we did some see some improvements. We got a bigger battery. We got 45 watt charging. Um, we had a bigger display. We had better cameras, 108 megapixel sensor. There was some issues there. 
but it felt like they basically when they lost the um you know where they removed the sd card on the standard models and they went up to the higher ones it started to look like they were changing the conversation so the standard and the plus weren't there the s21 ultra costs a lot more money but then you get all the features that you normally you would have gotten last year in the, 20, the s10 series and then from there on it just basically been compromising to removing things um the note 20 and the note 20 ultra again had the same situation the note 20 the no expandable storage i had a whole conversation and i think we covered it at one of our last uh, not last show but one of our shows in the past where i bought the note 20 thinking i was going to upgrade my wife's phone to the note 20 and then when I was done making videos with it, I was ready to put her SIM card in there and transfer her content. Not only did she not have enough external storage, but I forgot. It's like it totally slipped my mind that the Note 20 or the, yeah, the Note 20 does not have an SD card expansion. You had to get the Note 20 Ultra. So I had to go through the hoops and returning and getting that back and then buying a Note 20 Ultra. Um, and that's what I was showing you guys earlier in the, uh, this week. That's my wife's phone. That's that's the phone that we have. So it's it's a tough story, right? Uh, so where 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 at what point do we start seeing a change in approach where Samsung says, okay, now we've we've taken enough things and we need to start introducing new things, and again, that's why I feel like the Z Flip Three is where we start seeing new things. They're improving that line where everything else has been more of a cruise control a little bit. So uh, I'm with you, and and again, we're we're going to have to see how that kind of things kind of change, and hopefully next week. Uh, I think I want to say Joe Joe Hickey's in there as well. Did I did I miss Joe? Oh, uh, hopefully, well, Joe, if you're in the chat, man, uh, welcome back. Uh, Earl Owens, hey man, hope you're doing well. Uh, uh, price point price point is still um, it's still out of reach for me. Uh, Samsung is being Apple and uh, with base prices with accessories. Yeah, it, it's it's weird when you lower the price, but then you still have to buy back up to get what you normally would have gotten the year before. Now, don't get me wrong, it is technically cheaper. The Z Flip Three and the Z Fold Three are cheaper, but that experience still feels like it's just not there yet. You'll get more people to buy it on the Z Flip 3 because of the pricing with trade-ins and so on. But I still think if you really consider what they're offering, this is very much a niche experience that it's it's pretty much not what they're expecting. Like I wish they would do this big of an event on their A-series, the ones that make them the most money, which is weird. They spend more money on the bigger launch events for the S and the Note and the Z Flip but the A-series don't get as much attention, and I feel like those are the ones that make them the most money, which is weird. But we'll have to see. But again, welcome back, Earl. Uh, let me see here. Chef. Okay, here. Uh, Tiki, I pre-ordered... Uh, okay, the, the pre-order included a 200 in credit. Uh, that meant you could grab the case, the S-Pen, and other accessories. I agree. Yes. If you pre-order... So first, there's a couple of things here. Um, if you pre-ordered or if you reserved your account, if you reserved... Um, I think a couple of weeks or so when we talked about the reservation thing, if you did a reservation and you did put in a uh, an order using a reservation uh, account that you did the reservation from, sorry, spinning there, um, you did get credits to be able to pick up some of these accessories. Absolutely, you're totally right. Uh, the the concern that I'm looking at it though is you're you're looking at it as free accessories, and at the end of the day, you're right. Uh, the case with the S Pen kind of comes in. All of this is only done through Samsung's website though, right? You can't get those accessories, uh, the, the credits out of anybody else. Not, not, just for reference, not everybody is going to buy the phone entirely uh, through Samsung. And I realize Samsung has financing. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you that you have options. Most people are going to go through their carriers. They're going to go to T-Mobile. They're going to go to Verizon. They're going to go to Sprint. Well, they'll, they'll go to T-Mobile again. But then you know what I mean? AT&T. Those, those are the places they're going to go to. And those are the places that are going to give them down payments, which is non-refundable. And they will do some of their trade-ins to be able to reduce the price of the phone. So th that's really where they are. Um, 
I don't have it confirmed if they do still get credits to be able to buy things. Like if you buy the Z Flip 3 or if you pre-order it, you'll still get a credit to be able to buy those accessories uh, from Samsung. But I can assure you that if you bought the phone from T-Mobile, you're not going to wait until you get that credit after your phone gets shipped. You're going to order the, the phone, the case, the accessories before. So a lot of that stuff happens before you buy the phone. And then that extra 200 that you got later, or if you still get the 200 after, uh, that's something that you have to go spend on Samsung's website. So yes, while there is accessories and there's benefits right now, at the end of the day, there are hoops that you have to jump through. Your trade-ins are not worth as much. Your down payments with your carriers are obviously not coming back to you. Those are down payments. They're, they go away. So if you're financing it like I usually do, you don't get that money back. Even if you jump away, if you're, let's say you trade that phone back in. So there are there are things to be considered at, at that price point. But I, I, I'm still holding on with the conversation saying that if you jump in on a Z Flip 3 with a decent upgrade, with a decent trade-in, there's not going to be that much issues for you. I think you're pretty much set. Uh, and I think the Z Flip 3 had a smaller credit, by the way, um, uh, Jeff. Uh, the credit for that wasn't 200. That was only for the Z Fold 3. Um, so the Z Flip had a smaller credit, which, again, you could technically use to get some of their cases. Um, I'm not 100% sure about those cases that have the clips on them with the little hooks. I don't know if you'd ever want to put your phone hanging in a case on the outside part of your pants. But it, definitely very unique. So, yeah. Let's check real quick here with uh, with Greg. Uh Oh, Max is moving back to, to to Korea for a while. Uh, well, I hope things are doing okay, man. Uh, I hope he's okay. Uh, but yeah, no, as long as as long as he's able to hang in there as well. Uh, Davin Davis is jumping back with um, TK. People people used to bash LG as a uh, as a fire sale brand, right? Uh, yet Samsung has been doing it, uh, doing the same thing with their trade ins. Um, Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll say this much, and I and I know exactly a lot of people, and I've seen I've seen the comments, and I've seen this uh, the videos where you know basically they're like well don't buy don't buy the lg now wait a couple of months it'll be it'll be on sale right away um that's something that's i mean so i'll, I'll say this I, it's not it's a good it's, i don't know if it's a great strategy or if it's a good strategy for a company to be known for this samsung has ever since and uh, they shocked very much on the s21 ultra uh, at least in the beginning of the year Within a few weeks on the announcement, you were able to pick it up for literally $200 off. So one of the things um, I think, sorry, one second, guys, one second. I'll be right back. Sorry, guys. A little bit of a technical problem. Um, I think what's been going on here is that LG had, and that was the discussion that LG had for some time, right? It's one of those things that you had to kind of accept. Samsung's been doing it, and a lot of people don't give them, don't basically focus on them. I was very shocked. Like, as a person that pre-ordered the device, as a, as a person that spent the money to uh, basically put in the pre-order and, you know, the, the, obviously there was some credit and so on. And the credits aren't available after the sale, right? Once you're able to pick up the phone, normally that credit isn't there. So some people were making the argument saying, well, if you pre-ordered the phone at 1200 bucks, you were getting $200 in credits. And now in reality, you're just not getting the 200 and you're getting kind of the phone for a thousand bucks. It's not the same. It's not, a, it's a slippery slope conversation. I jumped in at a different price. I bought it at a different price. Tax bracket was much higher for that long conversation. Short, um, 
it's a tactic that devalues devices. And it is something like, you know, we talked about, I think with Juan's show on Thursday, or with Juan and I on, on Best of Our Week, it depreciates. It's a, it's a bad tactic to do because we see what happened this year. A $2,000 phone that was sold less than about a year for, uh, ago from now um, that I paid full retail price for this. I didn't buy, I didn't get this as a review unit um, is now $1,200 less. It's cheaper. Yes, I'm. Gr it's great for people that want to pick it up now. But then for me, what happened is that now in one year, I lost more than 50% value on the phone. That is absolutely crazy that a phone that any phone that you buy, um, you know, whatever it is, it typically should be at least over 50% after a year, being that it is technically one year old technology. Uh, so at the end of the day, it's, it's going to start hurting their bottom line because people are not going to accept their pricing and they're not going to accept their trade-ins. Now, the only way to you, for you to get that, that, that slightly better than market value price that meant that you had to do a reservation. So you had to basically sign blindly saying, look, let me know. I want to get the next uh, device, which didn't cost us anything, which again was good. But if you didn't know about that and you decided to pick up the phone, let's say now after you saw the unpacked event, you're kind of at a disadvantage and you're losing money on your phone. Um, it depends on what you're doing. Again, if you're if you're a very big supporter, a big fan of the Fold, I feel like this is something that you can definitely work with. Uh, if you're looking at something um, like a flip or you're looking for something like an S21 or even the S20 FE, I feel like a lot of people went in with the S20 FE as that truly was a better deal than what we got last year with the S20. It got a lot of the benefits of uh, of the uh, S20 series at a much cheaper price and announced again later in the year around the S20, uh, sorry, the Note 20 line. Uh, now, people were anticipating to see the S21 FE released or announced at least around this time, but we didn't hear anything from them. There could still be possibly a phone like that this year. Uh, but it isn't right. It isn't right that we would bag on LG and not basically point out Samsung's approach and tactics of depreciating their own value, uh, their own hardware much faster now than they used to do it uh, before. Uh, and yes, again, it's a it's a vicious cycle, right? Um, you jump back in, you're like, well, the best place I can sell it to is to Samsung so I can get another phone like it. So those are things that we're going to have to figure out. Uh, and, and I think it's, it's going to just be part of that conversation that we need to always kind of bring in there. Um, Paul, so Paul in Ireland saying, um, since you don't seem uh, overly excited about the latest Samsung releases, can you tell us which phone uh, over the last few years have uh, ticked the right boxes for you? Honestly, dude, there, there's been a couple of phones. So I would say the V60 that was released early last year in 2020, uh, technically the last best phone that LG released in the US or in actually any market. Um, and then the other one, the Xperia 1 Mark II. Those, those really kind of, um, and, and it, not to take away from Pixel, just for reference, I know a lot of you guys know I am a big fan of Pixels. But from the last two years that we've had, in 2020, uh, the Pixel line was, for the most part, um, a tailored experience to fit into a lower price. Google realized that their pixels or their smartphones were getting too expensive and people weren't buying them as much. So they wanted to go with a slightly lower experience. They noticed that time uh, that the Pixel 3a and the Pixel uh, 3a XL were doing much better than the Pixel you know, 4 and the 3 and all and so on. So from that learning experience, what we got last year was definitely a tailored experience to fit a lower budget. We got a mid-tier processor and it worked great. But if I just to kind of answer the question straight away, Paul, right there, Xperia 1 Mark II and the LG V60, those for me 
provided me all of the features, all of the bells and whistles that a smartphone should have. Uh, the Xperia 1 Mark, uh, Mark III had obviously the 4K 60 hertz refresh rate, the best display quality that you can play there, a headphone jack that sounds amazing. The V60 does that even better, but it's more of the standard st uh, style of a smartphone that you're used to. They had the 5,000 milliampere battery. They went with stereo speakers as opposed to the boom sound. Uh, they gave us a uh, basically a headphone jack that's supported with a quad DAC in there. Seriously, one of the best options you can you can pick up. And right now, the V60 sells for about 350 brand new. So, yeah, uh, I my my confusion and my my concerns that I'm my 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 concerns that I'm voicing around the fold is not by any means me saying I don't think you. It, sorry, let's say this: if you're looking to buy a fold and you don't have a fold right now, and you're looking to pick up a new fold from Samsung, I think both the Z Flip 3 and the Z Fold 3 have their own merits that they stand on. But if you're upgrading to it, this is where the conversation changes a little bit. And I feel like where the Z Flip 3 is pretty much where everything is going to go to. But good question. Thank you very much, Paul. Um, so has Sam saying, um, uh, but to be fair, TK, Samsung trade-in and extra credit offers are added value for, for uh, to, to the original price. Absolutely, except if you didn't pre-order and you're not in that pre-order bucket, um, keep in mind that those credits and, and the additional accessories that you're getting there, I, I agree that they're free. Absolutely, but it's a cycle, right? It's a way for Samsung to get us to come back every single time to go with them. But again, at the end of the day, not everybody goes with Samsung. Not, again, you have to understand, not everybody wants to go on the Samsung side. If I had a phone or... An example, let's say I did have a phone that I wanted to upgrade. More than likely, my phone is going to be with either T-Mobile, Verizon, or AT&T, most of the biggest carriers in the U.S. And they are offering promotions, and they're going to have offered promotions with the buy one, get one free very shortly after the, the device becomes available. That's There's no question about that. So the question would be is, do I wait, then get the buy one, get one free, or do I buy it at full price and get a $200 credit to get accessories with it? That's a different conversation at this point, right? Would you want to get a buy one, get one free and be able to get your spouse, your friend, family, anybody else that's with you on the account, a separate phone for basically a free, uh, for no cost by just adding that line to it? There's a different conversation. I, I, I agree with you on the credits being a very good value. And Samsung is not definitely, I'm not saying they're, um, they're we're missing out. I think you're, you, you're getting the credits. But at, at the end, when you're looking at how much money did you pay, you paid the $1,200 plus tax, right? Uh, not $1,200, sorry. $1,000 plus tax or the $1,799 plus tax. When you're getting those credits, those are additional things. You're not paying tax on those. But not everybody's able to partake on that. So that's the conversation. Uh, Samsung, I feel like depreciating the fold that much in one year uh, or even the S21 Ultra, it just overall, I didn't feel great. Or even if they gave me an extra 100 right? I don't feel great losing $1,200 out of uh, on a phone that I actually took care very well of. The display looks really good. The camera still worked perfectly. Uh, I didn't uh, you know, keep this thing on a charger. I didn't damage the battery. I didn't have any problems with the display. Technically, this is a very pristine device, but I lost $1,200 on it. I don't think that's something you have to... I mean, $200 in credits is not going to change the devaluation of our phones. Uh, I, I understand what you mean, though, Sam. Or uh, Sam. Jump back here. Let me hear. Uh, oops. <laughs> oh, my God. This thing does it every single time. I, I try to skip it a uh, little bit by little bit, but it just does that jump uh, as always. Uh, Gabulet is in there. Uh, hey, man, doing doing great. The V60 and Xperia 1 Mark II are like the old Blackberries uh, designed uh, to get... 
<laughs> to get it to get ish done. I love Devin Davis, dude. Yes, absolutely. They are absolute beasts. Uh, I I truly appreciate those two, and I will not be selling any of those devices at all, uh, because I still believe, even to this day, if even if I don't end up getting the the One Mark Three. The One Mark II absolutely does everything I need. Um, I love the new updates that that uh, you know um, Xperia did. The external display functionality with an adapter, so it just it's just so much so so much nicer. Uh, but for sure, yes. Uh, let me see. I think I missed something. Oh, so here Dominic Juan was actually uh, commenting on this one. So he answered Davin Davis as well as myself. The thing is, many people still associate Android as Samsung. So Samsung can use the dominant position and people don't really care. It's a weird situation. You're right. I mean, at one point, which is crazy, uh, back in the day when Android started to pick up, Pixels, or at least at the time where, you know, uh, where we were looking at them as Nexus, but, or, you know, the original Nexus one, everybody thought when Motorola Droid Razor came out that everybody thought that Android was called Droid. So I had so many people asking me when I was holding my Nexus One and asking me, is that a droid? I'm like, what do you mean? He said, I, isn't that a droid? I, I've seen it on, on Verizon, right? It does that little eye. I'm like, no, that's called the Motorola droid. And this is called the Nexus One. There's a big thing when people associate a brand with, uh, with an ecosystem. So Android, yes. It's weird, but Samsung is pretty much dominant. It's, it's the dominant one right now. Although, although, let's be honest with each other, Xiaomi is making it very hard for them to, to stay on that market. Or at least in, in the leisure, in leadership position in that market space. And that's because Xiaomi is really pushing limits and they're improving and they're releasing devices that make sense at a good budget price point. They have a, a, a price span that goes a very big wide uh, experience. And not only that, they release more devices in the low to mid tier than they release on the high end, which is the approach that I feel like a lot of people are not seeing from Samsung now. So to, to that, to Dominic's comment, I think I'm totally with you, right? Samsung, for some reason now, if, if the... If you go into a store and you're like asking, hey, uh, I want to get a new phone, most more than likely the people at the store are going to say, which one do you want? Do you want an Apple or do you want a Samsung? You know what I mean? Although there are other options in there, they'll typically point them in the Samsung uh, direction. And I think Samsung needs to be take the responsibility to represent the Android ecosystem a little bit better and provide... Um, I feel like better, pro better, better processes or better... Um, better value for the user you know what i mean like you you shouldn't expect a phone that's a year old to lose um about maybe 40 percent, 45 uh not enough it's about 55 percent value from when you bought it a year ago regardless if you got 200 in credit because that that again 1200 bucks is where it dropped and i paid taxes at it at the time and what they're taking from me is a 2200 phone and be giving me 800 in there and that's in, literally in less than a year i don't disagree though that the, you know, obviously things devaluate it's like a car you leave the dealer a whole bunch of conversations absolutely with you but very unique very expensive tech depreciating this much will leave a, a certain feeling with anybody trading it in. I can assure you that I'm not very happy with it, but it is it is what it is. I can't do anything. I cannot get it, anybody to buy my my Z Fold, uh, Z Fold 2 for 1400 or 1200 bucks. You know, 800 bucks is roughly what I'll be able to do. That's what it sells on Swappa. I already checked. I know exactly where it's going. Um, got my eye on <laughs> Davin Davis, the V60, man. You guys, you're going to kill me. I, I, and I do appreciate the conversation. I, I don't... Um, I want to make sure that it doesn't sound like I'm harping on Samsung. I'm, I mean, it kind of does. I know I'm, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to BS that part. No, it's, it's more about, 
I want them to do better. I want them to, to give us better options. I want them to give us the best Z Fold 3 that they could have given us. Give us options, right? I don't mind them releasing a $1,700 version of the Z Fold 3, but give me the option to get that, you know, the best of the best of whatever you want to release, the best device with the best cameras and charge $2,400 for that one. Because you're already going for a very small, very specific market of people that will pay that much money to buy your phone. It wasn't a question that you were basically going to alienate half your, your the people that are going to look at it. The people that are wanting a Z Fold 3 more than likely paid $2,000 for the Z Fold 2 the year before. It's not that outrageous. If you keep the value of your smartphones and in lieu of trying to reduce the price to get more people to buy it, those things are also things that will help us as well. Uh, at the end of the day, we want value for what we spend our money for. We don't want to just spend it to get rid of it. Uh, unless you guys know somebody that has an extra $2,000 with a you know burning a hole in their pocket, I'll be more than happy to have them buy me a phone. But that is how it is, right? I don't want to buy a car or anything that I buy that depreciates at this speed. It it kills my my uh, my enthusiasm for the next generation when I know that if somebody buying a seventeen hundred dollar and eighteen hundred dollar Z Fold three this year more than likely can't get more than seven hundred and eight seven hundred or six hundred bucks next year when they trade it in. Would you would you be okay with that? That's a good question. I think if you guys can maybe answer that for me in the chat, would you be okay to buy a phone that is eighteen hundred dollars plus tax, close to about nineteen hundred and fifty bucks, and then a year later? When you're upgrading to the next phone, or if you want to upgrade to the next generation, that phone is around 700 or 600 bucks. That's a tough story, regardless of how many, how many, how many hundreds in credits are giving you. Because keep in mind, when you're trading in that phone, the $200 in credits that you got, none of that goes to that phone. They end up becoming junk. Those are things you can't sell unless you want to sell them yourself on eBay and go through the pricing and all of that. Again, it, it's a it's a very weird situation. And I'm realizing that I, I'm, I'm focusing on a lot of specific details, but that's just real life on when you actually buy these phones and when you're spending that much money. Uh, let me see here. Uh, just smile. That's Abahu. Ahlan wasalan. Ahlan Let me see here. Aditya, hope you're doing well. Not to mention those extra credits will only be an offer for devices for, uh, yeah again uh, so dan is again these credits will not be available for everybody for for a long time and you you again have to pre-register to get the maximum value of the credit and you have to pre-order for you to be able to even get those credits so the question is still kind of a, di a different situation there uh samsung a78 so uh so samsung has really good monitors as well so 350 for a brand new lg v60 where tk feels like um i want to get two of those <laughs> No, seriously. Um, I'll I'll try to see if I can find the link. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon. And I, I, let me see real quick here. Uh, it it's one of those uh, one of those things that once you realize it actually does exist, you're like crap. Uh, so here, LVV60, and okay, so it. <laughs> LG V60, uh, 5G, Android, LM. This is okay. So this one is renewed. The renew. Okay. Uh, never am I going to do the back button again. So that was a thing. So I hope you guys are still good. Uh, I'm hoping, uh, well, hopefully the show is still there. <laughs> I kind of ended it there. Um, Russ, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, so here. Uh, so this one is the, the renewed one uh, that's on Amazon right now. 
So that's the, so I'm going to post that, uh, the link in the description below. That one is the renewed one. The brand new one is 388. So I was slightly off on the pricing, uh, for, for sure. TK. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That was, uh, Set of oh, depreciated goods, uh, that is why we need the right of repair as a standard. Absolutely. Absolutely, Davin. Um, the fact of the matter is when we get companies trying to basically force us to go to their to their own only to their service centers and and penalize us for being able to use a second party or third party accessories, like I like my devices and my uh, Asus ROG phone too. When the device when the display cracked and I had to change it. I loved the fact that I spent the time to replace the screen and fix it. I'm not going to lie and say that I did a great job at it because it started to peel again, but that's more more so uh, the the hardware that I purchased than and then necessarily the actual uh, installation process. So the right of repair, right the ability to basically correct fixing your your device and take it to your local center and not necessarily having to go to the company is always going to be something that we need to fight for. Um, devices that we buy should last us as long as we need them. And when we trade them in, we want to feel like we got the value out of these devices, the money that we paid for. Now, if you buy an A-series or if you buy a $200 smartphone and a year later it's down to 50 bucks, obviously, you know, you're, you're still technically obviously losing a lot of money. You're still using 75% of it, but you didn't really invest that much to go in in the beginning. And it gave you that long longevity of it. It's a different conversation if the price of the Z Flip 3, uh, the Z Flip 3 or the Z Fold 3 Sorry, specifically the Z Fold 3 was $1,200 or $1,000, okay? I don't mind basically the conversation because that's typically where we are, but to jump over to 2000 and then lose so much, I I understand. Depreciation on, on hardware smartphones, being that there's so much competition, is absolutely a problem. Uh, but it is something that it also, you know, when you have the own company that makes the hardware contributing to the depreciation, that's when it kind of becomes a little bit concerning there. Uh, I may have missed a few more comments there, but uh, we'll have to keep kind of going there. Uh, so just for everybody's uh, point of reference, I do apologize. That little bit of a blip where I dropped out of the live stream um, was because I made a mistake and on my mouse, I hit the back button, not realizing that my mouse was pointing on top of the live stream window as opposed to the Amazon window for uh, the V60 um, on sale. So th the short answer is if you're looking, <laughs> if it looked weird, that's why it's a, uh, TK, TK, not 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 too not not too good with tech today. Yeah, it's it's been a very very interesting week, guys. It's been a very very long week. Um, Thursday specifically, Thursday specifically was a very hard day. Like after we were done with the show with Juan Carlos on the best of our week, my voice was exhausted. I was just not. I mean, it, it started becoming very raspy. And um, I kind of made the decision not to produce any videos. I, I was also kind of fixing a computer yesterday. Uh, my son's computer, the main hard drive got corrupted. Uh, it's just, you know, an 80-year-old SSD decided to start going south and um, got a new one, replaced it, reinstalled Windows, had a little bit of hiccups there. So I spent most of my day tech, tech troubleshooting PCs. But at the end of the day, yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, Geeky Nassim, man. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing great. Uh, TK, I hope you uh, you enjoyed your vacation. Um, uh, what's your take on the Pixel 5a? Is it worth that much hype? Based on everything we've seen to date, okay, the Pixel 5a will actually will will just seriously. It's going to be one of the biggest hits that Pixel has or Google has in 2021. 
Um, the upgrades that we've seen over the years uh, is very, very much in line in what they're building. Google is sticking to that recipe, and I want them to stick to that recipe as best as possible. It's such a good recipe. Great value, great price, great hardware, and you're getting the Google experience. You're going to get Android 12 on it, one of the first devices to get it. Now, I just want them to release it. I just want them to make it happen. I want it to be in my hand. I want to basically start talking about the Pixel 5a. That's what I want to start talking about. Um, as much as as, as as far as saying, is it worth the hype? Um, I think it's pretty much a standard now, right? We have the three, the three, sorry, the three A, the three A XL, the four A, the four A XL, and those proved to be very good devices. I mean, at, at their most expensive, it was five hundred bucks, and even at that point, you still got a very good value with the four A XL. So absolutely, the Pixel 5, uh, the 5A, I think for me is going to be a device that not only will I be able to recommend this to most of my family if they're looking to get a smartphone, uh, but I'm almost 100% sure I'm going to be getting one for my father-in-law because I gave the 3A XL to my mother-in-law to replace her Honor 7X. So to replace that and give him an upgrade from his 7X, an Honor 7X to the 5A, I think will be an easy shoe-in and he will enjoy the experience. So yes. Great cameras, great price, and and Google updates for sure. Um, grounded tech, yeah. Uh, just for reference for everybody, uh, I've had good experiences with Amazon Renewed. I've done many times uh, when I've checked them. But like I said, if you want to get the full version of it, it's another thirty bucks. So uh, uh, hold on, I think if I uh, here. So there was there's four <laughs> there's four of those in stock. I love it when they the, even 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 the V60 when it's reselling it's still as very so the one I, I gave you guys the link before was the renewed one right Russ uh this one is the uh this one is the regular one this is the one that's not renewed um and it is basically with the classic blue which honestly was the color I wanted to get anyways at the beginning but yeah uh let me see here. I think Vinny, I may have missed a question. If, if you're asking me, what do I think? I don't. I think I may I missed something. Uh, Vinny, if you don't mind, maybe posting that question one more time. And if you don't mind, no caps. Uh, it's not. There's no need to to capitalize text at all. Uh, Pixel 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 Six and Pixel Made always going to be best. Uh, uh, Jimmy Fired right? Isa, I would recommend trying. What? Well, hold on a second. Is Isa in the chat? Let me say it. Uh, oh, uh, Mehoop Isa. He said, hey, TK, I'm thinking about the Note 20 Ultra. Um, uh, the cheapest I found was 910 euros. Um, do you think it's, is it good? So, uh, yes. So I'll keep this money. Yes, it is running the, the uh, in, in Europe. Obviously, it's going to be the best option you can get right now. It's literally the best of all the devices that they released in 2021. The Note 20 Ultra is the best. It still had the MST, still has the SD card, still has all the functions that you had, the S Pen functionality, a large, massive display, great battery, uh, and 910. Depending, I'm assuming it's going to be the higher model, the the higher storage model that you're able to pick up there. I would go for that one, no question. Uh, over an S21 Ultra or any of the S20s or the S series that you got in 2021, uh, because you're still getting the 5G, you're still getting a lot of their tech, uh, their upgrades. You're still going to get update, obviously, to uh, One UI 4.0. There's not going to be much that you're going to miss. The timing of when you get it may be a little bit delayed. You're still going to get the uh, the updates as well. Um, I don't know if there are sites in Europe similar to Swappa, the way we have it, like secondary resale sites. And I'm not talking eBay. I realize eBay is international. 
Um, Swappa as a site validates the hardware that's being sold, validates the IMEI, the numbers that come, you know, the IMEI numbers from these devices to make sure that they are not stolen, blacklisted, or if they're if they're non-functional. So this is, it, it helps protect you. And they also help you if there's any issues with devices when you pick them up. Let's say you're buying it used and you have issues, they always have the ability of helping you. Um, so 910, if that sounds like a good price for you, I think it's a great deal. Absolutely. The Note 20 Ultra, no problem at all. Um, I, I retweeted someone earlier selling it for 600. Oh, uh, bang, right there. <laughs> See, uh, so ground attack, uh, Dan, uh, if, if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen his chat, uh, just look him up on Twitter. It's the same thing. Ground attack, um, on Twitter at ground, ground attack. Uh, and he, and definitely check that out there as well. Um, Greg, oh, appreciate it, man. Always, always appreciate it. Davin Davis, let me see here. Uh, the wish would come true. Just wish that the DDR5 would become more affordable. It, it's hard. It's hard with the DDR5 being at that level. It's going to be hard. Unless you go with, let's say, the RG Phone 5, it's going to be hard finding tech, devices that, that support that type of tech. Uh, Pixel 5a better be a hit. Haven't known it. So let's jump back here. So Davin's going in here. The Pixel 5a better be a hit. Um, uh, so uh, Sorry, uh, heaven knows. I'm scared of the Pixel 6 pricing as it ain't gonna, it, it doesn't smell uh, much of those. So we haven't seen a lot of pricing anyways. Um, with the understanding of the fact that we're talking about Whitechapel, we're talking new SoC, uh, new development for Google and Pixel. Uh, and as far as the Pixel smartphones, uh, the, it, yeah, the Pixel 6 is definitely and the 6 Pro will be more expensive than the Pixel 5. You got to remember, the Pixel 5 is a mid-range, the 765G, uh, the 765 5G uh, from Qualcomm. So um, I think if they go, so let's just be conversational, look at really realistically what is acceptable and what could be something that Pixel can come back at. I think if 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 the Pixel 6 Pro is about $900, maybe $950, depending on the storage capacity, yeah, $900 to 950 and the Pixel 6 is around $700 or $750 to $800, that I really, I really believe that this is some kind of more of a sweet spot because you have to remember, they're still going to be releasing the 5A in the roughly about the same time frame. So when you look at the span of devices, they're giving you a mid-range, budget-friendly 5A. They're going to give you a Pixel 6 that's going to be the cornerstone, the, the base model of their Pixel line of devices for 2021. And then they're going to jump you to the Pixel 6 Pro, which for all intents and purposes is the XL of the Pixel 6. That's a, that's a conversation that gives you the ability of flexing with going to the device that you want without having to compromise on the experience. You do compromise, obviously, on the horsepower. There's no question there's going to be a difference. But at the end of the day, you have those options. And I feel like realistically, there's no question that the 5A, I mean, for, for the 5A not to make the same impact as the 4A and the 3A, uh, the price would have to be over 500 bucks for it to start changing the conversation. And I don't I don't see that happening, especially since it's not going to have an, a larger brethren the way we've had them in the last couple of years. So I think for sure the 5A will be a hit. Uh, it's just a matter of when will it hit. <laughs> that's, that's the best part, which I want to find out. Um, how good is the 778 or the 780 chipset, and what does it comp how does it compare performance wise? Um, so, um, so I don't know how do I explain it? Okay, so the 780 or the seven the so the, the chipset that you're referring to here, the 778 and 780 series, uh, they're truly embodying the best performance you can get from a mid ranger. Now. General experience, uh, you know, what you were looking at, essentially, the biggest thing that you're going to notice the difference here is video, uh, 4K 60, higher resolution, 8K resolution video, uh, 
producing content off of it if you're going to render if you're going to start you know compressing and uncompressing documents doing things like that on these smartphones that's when you start noticing a difference between the, uh, between that and a new phone now I'll say this though, if you're if you've been in the mid-ranger experience, like four, five, six, seven, or seven series of Qualcomm processors, this technically is a big leap into what you've gotten before. The 765 last year truly embodied an 865 experience with minor performance uh, um, speed performance uh, differences when compared to the 865. Now, the 780 is probably closer to what the 850, uh, the 855 used to be, and that still is not a bad uh, speed to be at. You'll get the 5G connectivity. You'll get the support for, you know, basically the better ISPs, the better configuration, the, the newer Cortex uh, configuration that you get there. And I think that's where the benefit comes in. So you're getting a benefit from them. Um, but at the end of the day, I'll say this. The only time you know that one thing is not faster than something else is when you're running two things. And unless you're going to be carrying two smartphones, one running an 8 series and one running a 7 series, I don't think you're going to see any big difference at all. The 7 series, the 780, or the the, the, the best of what they offer in the 7 series will, believe me, will, will meet and uh, exceed a lot of your expectations uh, because they're very powerful. We have reached, uh, we reached this a while back. Hardware has become much more, much more advanced than what we actually need it for. So don't worry. If you're looking at a smartphone at that price point, you're not going to be disappointed for sure. Uh, Daniel, Daniel jumping in. Oh, he's jumping back to the comment there. Uh, Aditya, uh, I get you. I don't, <laughs> I don't pay you at all. It's why it's, it's why I, uh, I baby my Huawei's and LG's. Uh, Davin Davis, is, I think there was a second conversation going on. My tech review, Rolando's in the chat, man. Hope you're doing well. And happy happy belated birthday, man. Happy belated birthday uh, to Rolando. I don't know if anybody, if you guys know or not, but his birthday was just recently. Uh, and so, of course, happy happy belated birthday to, uh, to Rolando and hope you're doing great, man. Um, Davin is jumping back here. Okay, so, uh, and he, I think he's in response to Aditya. Um, I don't mind Google uh, pricing the Pixel 6 for flagship money, but they need to bring something else other than uh, than uh, other than just modern hardware. And I think the conversation, what you're saying is you want them to push. You want them to push the type of technology. Um, so I think the biggest thing that we have to kind of also, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ronaldo is like, yay, happy birthday. Um, the uh, the biggest thing I would probably say here, I'm, I'm with you with this, Davin. They need to push. They need to provide us better experiences. We truly don't understand some of the capabilities that they're trying to do within um, Whitechapel right now. Uh, and what I mean by this is, are we going to get the same experience that we got on the Pixel 4 XL, but now under their own SOC, meaning the ability of having the core, uh, the, uh, the AR cores, uh, the ability of processing images, that secondary core that just dedicated itself to processing images, and everything ran so smooth on the 855 with the Pixel 4 XL. And those are the things I want to see. Like We really need to see all the bells and whistles that are going to be part of this experience. And what and what is what is the vision of Google when they're able to control the entire experience of a smartphone and also extend the lifespan of these updates that we can start getting on smartphones? We were we've been stuck in that two to three year mar uh, mark for a while, and if they're truly able to push it up to five years, that is a big game changer for somebody wanting to pick up a phone and carrying it for a few years. They know they're going to be protected, and not only do they get the updates faster, they still are able to get new features. Pixels get new features, pixel drop features. Uh, it was absolutely crazy on the Pixel 4a um, 
as well as the Pixel 5. And, and now I'm getting the chance to try Android 12 in its literally like daily driver running experience on, on a Pixel 4a. Uh, one of the slowest, if you have to compare it, it's one of the slowest processors they released devices on in 2020. And it runs tw Android 12 super, super nice. Very, very nice. Russ, um, sometimes the best-selling phone is not the best phone. Oh my God, that um, that that is a good that that's a T-shirt, man. That is a T-shirt. That that is a logo right there. Sometimes the best-selling phone may not be the best phone. Your friend at uh, Water. <laughs> I'm not gonna throw a company's name in there, um, but I do want to say, obviously, at the end of the day, when we're looking at devices and comparisons and pricing and availability the the pricing is really is really it's deceiving right just because something is priced at a thousand dollars doesn't mean it's going to perform at a thousand dollars kind of you know back to russ's comment right there um, you really need to find the phone that meets your expectations and your needs and that's when you want to make your purchasing decision i pre-ordered the device not because um i needed it i it's it's because of the work and because of what i do if i wasn't doing youtube videos and i wasn't going to cover content on this to share the experience to let people know what to expect from these is it i probably would have waited a while before i even if i and not even sure if i would have been uh, would have been on top of that um i appreciate what they're trying to do they're pushing the future of foldables and they're trying to give us more options at better pricing and, and there's no question this is a growing phase but you know, like I said, with that being said, you still need to make the best decision for yourself, for your own pocket, or for your own uh, purchasing decision. Uh, none of the things I tried to say today was for me to basically say, stop, don't do this. Like I said, if you find value in the Z Fold 3, absolutely, this is something that's on you. It's not on us. But it is something that you should know when you're going into it. I feel like you may be having a better deal going in for uh, a year-old Z Fold 2 in good shape. Uh, I love the, again, very well taken care of phone. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, maybe wait a year and then go on the Z fold four, something like that. But if you're also considering saving some money and still getting the latest tech in 2021, the Z flip three is going to be a better deal. Um, all right. Uh, let me see here. I think I may have missed a couple of comments. Um, so John Lim is asking here is a quick question. Okay. So John is asking, I'm tempted to get the Z flip three, but the camera specs and the battery are giving me second thoughts. Uh, what's your opinion? The 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 uh, the smartphones that you're looking at right now, both of them, the Z Flip Three uh, and the Z Fold Three, but it mostly let's focus on the Z Flip Three. Um, the device is by definition intended to be a foldable. It's that's the main purpose of this phone. It's a foldable clamshell style smartphone. So what you're getting there is pretty much there. The battery, the experience, the SoC, the cameras. I don't think Samsung is focusing heavily on their foldables, and I really wish that they would. It's not going to be a bad experience. I don't think it's going to give you garbage as far as images. And you, we, we need to be very clear about that. The cameras on there are pretty decent. They're going to they're going to meet your expectation. They're going to deliver pretty good pictures. Samsung's post-processing is going to be really good on the 888. There's no question we're going to be able to see some decent images. They're not going to be the best sensors. That's just how they decided to go with this year. They're trying to bring down the price. And compromises had to be done, be done there. Um, maybe a better situation would be if you want to pick up a, a Z Flip 5G. That would maybe probably be a little bit better. Uh, you'll get it for a little bit better price, and then it won't be that much of an investment on that end. And again, I think for the most part, you're not going to be disappointed. I think it's just, again, if you're coming from an S21 Ultra, it's a hard sell to go for the Z Flip uh, or even the Z Fold 3 uh, when it comes down to cameras. It's going to be very hard. Uh, 
Beta 4 is flawless. Absolutely. The Android 12 Beta 4 has been crazy. It just dropped about a week ago as well. Thanks. Thank you, Greg. Um, Richard, uh, Richard Ratner saying, hey, TK, the Honor event uh, looked great. Um, how how were the phones? Uh, big love as always. Thank you very much, man. Uh, so I was actually very impressed from what Honor was uh, was announcing. The, the camera setup. So uh, for everybody's a little bit of a background. Um, Honor typically is known, or at least for me, the way I've experienced Honor, uh, the way they were prior to their separation from Huawei, basically the new Honor, uh, they were always basically a sub-brand. They were literally kind of like the Nord to OnePlus or the Realme to the Oppo or, you know, insert company, a sub-brand of something else. So Honor was feeding pretty much always uh, an experience of basically being uh, affordable, great features, great tech, but never flagship experience. So they were never really shooting for a flagship smartphone because they were under that umbrella, right? Huawei always released the best of the best, the technologies, and Honor fed from that. This year, we have something that's a little bit of a different flipped story, right? About six months or so ago, they separated their basically their own brand. And this is officially where they were able to release their Magic series. Too. They updated the Honor 50. We know that, but we haven't seen anything as far as a global market. So that so far, it's only a China only. The Magic series historically has always been China only. And surprisingly, in China, the Magic series has always been pushing the limit. So this is something that they've reserved for the China market alone. And now they're bringing it to the international market. So they announced three smartphones, the Magic 3, the Magic 3 Pro, and of course, the really nice Magic 3, Magic 3 Pro Plus. And that one has a very different, unique experience in there at all. But so uh, quad cameras, five cameras, uh, and of course, uh, just a whole bunch of different things that they wanted to put in there. And they truly are shooting for a flagship experience. Um, I had the opportunity to host a live stream or a live, um, uh, what is it called? A live watch party over on uh, on XDH channel uh, of the of the un, uh, unpacking or <laughs> launch event. I was going to say unpacked because the day before was that. Um, so I'm very impressed. I don't have access to their phones yet. I have been trying to reach out with their PR company. I'm hoping to be able to see when they're going to start sending them out. So I'm hoping to have some time with it. Um, also, I'm really excited to be able to see, uh, you know, how their approach to Google Play services and things going on now that they're able to work with. Uh, they're 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 in a better position, let's just say that, than when they used to be under when they were under Huawei. Hopefully, that makes sense. And it is very nice to see you back again, uh, Richard. Thank you very much. Uh, here. TK, is the time of flight sensor uh, uh, useful or uh, and beneficial for smartphones? Uh, because for me, uh, it had, uh, sorry, uh, it's basically a use case situation, right? Uh, integration for macro ultra wide camera is always much better. Uh, time of flight is absolutely. So uh, that's one of the different big differences, by the way, between the Xperia 1 Mark II and the Xperia 5 Mark II. And even with the Mark 3s, uh, there's no time of flight sensor. The time of flight sensor is pretty much the presence of it or the use of it is for a couple of things. It's distance and focusing. It helps the the, the smartphone focus much faster than a standard than a device that does not have it. Uh, for bokeh images, when it's trying to do that distance uh, measurement between you and the phone and trying to know exactly where to add that bokeh, um, it also helps that a lot. So there's a lot of information that is generated from the time of flight sensor. And I think there's been some apps that even generate images from it that kind of unique images. But the short answer, it can't hurt. It does benefit. Do you really need it? I, I don't think it's really needed. I think it's nice to have, but not necessary. Uh, many companies, and specifically Google, has proven over the years that they can do way more with a single sensor than other devices that had multiples. So for sure, 
Uh, now, as far as macro, I, I believe macro lenses are not needed. I think macro lenses should be part of the wide angle lens, and that is how it should be. Adding a macro lens on your list of cameras on the back is, for me, the, the only purpose you do that is to add number of cameras. So you want to say you have two cameras or three cameras, a standard, an ultra wide, and a macro. And the reality is the standard is going to be the best camera. The ultra wide is going to give you that basically wider shot when you need it. And the macros, for the most part, not going to be used as much uh, because for some reason it ends up becoming a um, one, maybe two megapixel camera, which is not as, as useful. So we'll have to see. Uh, Davin is in there, Ronaldo. Oop, dang it, I just saw the comment. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Zach, Zachary Tech 7, hey man, uh, does the Z Flip 3 look like the, uh, <laughs> the Nintendo DS a little bit? It does have a little bit like the old classic Nintendo DS uh, look, I guess, a little bit on that. Uh, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to run uh, emulators like a champ. There's no question. I think it's going to be really, really good. Um, I'm more excited. So, uh, sorry, John Lim is at, uh, commenting back. Uh, I'm more excited to wait for the S21 FE. Absolutely. I think the S21 FE should have the same effect and the same impact as what the S20 FE uh, did last year. And I think that was the, the silent sleeper, like I said, between the, the for 2020. That phone sold more, was more popular, and I feel like that's where it should have been selling in the first place to, for the S series. Now, it didn't give us everything the S series gave us, but I feel like they gave us better cameras than what we got with the Fold last year. So still something for sure. Uh, let me jump back real quick here before I miss too many. I think I may have missed a few. My tech reviews. Oh, okay. See, uh, I think Rolando's saying, uh, TK, for me, the value of Samsung is giving for trading the trade-in devices is a way of justifying the high MSRP prices. Uh, this is a new phone, and depending on the uh, depending in which uh, in which one which one do you select, the amount of money they give you. Absolutely. Uh, if you try to trade in, and, and I and I'll say this because I tried just to, to see. If you try to trade in a Z Fold 2, again, a $2,000 phone, um, to, uh, towards a purchase of a Z Fold 3, you got $800 as an offer. Uh, and if you pre-registered, you got 900 bucks. That's just how they were pricing it. If you took the Z Fold 2 and you went in there and tried to uh, turn, uh, trade that in towards the Z Flip 3, you only got 650 bucks. Very different conversation, and you're right. Depending on the phone that you're trading your phone into, your value of your, of your trade-in is calculated against it. So... I would have loved, I'm not going to lie, I would have loved getting $900 off a Z Flip with a Z Fold 2. I would have traded in the Z Fold, the Z Flip 3. Getting the Z Flip 3 for 100 bucks with my trade-in from the Z Flip, uh, my Z Fold from last year, although I lost a lot of value, that would have made it much better for me. But Samsung adjusted the value of every device based on what you were trading it in. So at the end of the day, like I said, trade-ins or no trade-ins, the, the benefit and the bonuses are available right now. If you guys would like to check that out, that's perfectly, uh, you know, there'll be links obviously in the description for that. Uh, on the on the Z Flip, on the buds, on the on the watch, on all of them, they're trading. They're accepting tradings on everything, um, even for the, um, the the Tab FE, the new tab that they uh, that they launched. Uh, that I don't think they even mentioned during the event. Uh, but yes, I'm with you. Uh, oh, Maryland's in there as well. Uh, I miss the I miss Huawei phones. Um, I still have my Mate 20X, uh, and it's still a jewel. Yes, uh, the beast of a, uh, the the Mate 20X. Uh, I, I agree. It, Huawei phones had still have a very unique experience. I think, you know, uh, with the P50, I think that we saw, uh, it's it's something that you, you really appreciate the technology and the the, the level of uh, detail and meticulous uh, performance that the device, these devices are performing. 
what we did see though is that they're still they're able to use qualcomm chipsets as long as they're not using their 5g connectivity so they were able to go with the 888 4g on their latest uh, launch depending on the market that it's going in so it's something to keep in mind yes definitely uh i'm hoping that huawei or sorry honor does um carry the torch in a certain way still kind of push the limits with that as well let me see here uh <laughs> So, uh, Dan, okay, so grounded tech, Dan, Dan is going to be like, I'm going to wait for the Z Flip 3 to come down to 50%. Uh, I'll pick that up at 500 bucks. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be one of those uh, interesting concepts. We'll see how much the price kind of uh, goes. Um, Russ is saying, like, honor with GMS, finally. I hope Huawei get, uh, gets unbanned their premium offerings uh, from your toe-to-toe with uh, some of the main flagships. They've been they've been dealing with a lot of stuff. Yes, uh, the, the ban has been starting to hurt a little bit more than it was before, and um, it, it may be potentially starting to trickle down to their mobile section. We'll have to see how that kind of goes. But it is definitely a very interesting approach. Uh, and I do hope that the situation does get resolved on that side. Um, so <laughs> I am... Uh, I am living. Okay, sorry. I, I I am IV neat. Um, Z flip or Z fold? Z flip all the way. I think the Z flip is definitely a much better a much better approach on that one. Uh, let's double check here. Grounded tech. Uh, uh, ooh. Uh, uh, oh, I think Aditya is answering him. Uh, I'm more excited and waiting for the S21 FE. Okay, I think we kind of went back one on this one. Um, Omar or Omar says. Um, here i think uh so omar is saying that the only thing that uh the only thing that kept me away from the z flip 3 is the battery life uh really confused i think we're gonna have to wait till we start seeing some battery tests some experiences with these devices and see how they perform um i truly think smartphones i mean the battery life on the s21 ultra sign kind of uh, within the last couple of updates kind of went down south went south again We'll have to see. The, the reality is these devices carry smaller batteries. That's just how it is. Uh, it's a small, thin device that is a foldable device and has a split battery between the top and bottom part. Uh, they chose to put more, uh, they chose to, basically the capacity not to be that that bigger. I would have wished they would have gone bigger on these as opposed to smaller. I don't know why the Z Fold 3, uh, it could just be because of the display technology, but they need they could have gone with a, either the same or bigger battery. Uh, or even give us better charging technology but we'll see um let me see oops i think i saw somebody was talking okay so ooh, no, that's not oh so gabriela is actually jumping in with a with a comment here so the time of flight sensor is one of those um in the background process uh, in in the background processes that you don't you notice until you don't have one um, um and you you get a slight delay in the focusing when you're trying to take a picture so like i said it's absolutely it's a very um, the sensor itself is intended to improve your experience when you're taking pictures. Great. Um, the, uh, the, um, the Xperia 1 Mark II and Mark III, uh, the reason why they're able to do such high burst, uh, high quality images is because of that time of flight sensor. There's no question they benefit from it. Uh, it is one of those things, though, like I said, if, you, if it's, it's not going to change it dramatically. But it's definitely nice. If you see an option like that on a smartphone, understand that they're focusing on giving you a better experience. That's the reason why you have it. Um, let's see here. And if I'm not mistaken, I want to say the Magic 3 series does also have a time of flight. Not all of them, but some of them do. Uh, here, uh, Russ is back with, a, with another. Um, if you really, it would really be funny if the S21 FE have a micro SD card <laughs> and faster charging. Uh, and um, it, it's time for Sam, Samsung uh, caught up with charging uh, tech, 65 watts and so on. Um, 
yes, I, I think it would be amazing if they do introduce the SD card at the FE line because they are going to make so many people more jumping into that. Um, I think they, they need to start kind of focusing on upgrading the experience there. Uh, S21 FE for sure is poised to be a very good, a very good bargain and a very good um, bargain compared to the other devices. I may not be the cheapest phone, but it definitely should still uh, get a lot of people to follow with that. Uh, as far as their charging tech, Samsung's approach has been very interesting. Ever since the Note 7, whenever, when we had the big battery debacle situation, um, where they went to a slightly bigger battery there with a 5,000 milliampere battery there. Um, I think that the conversation for Samsung ever since then has been to slow charging down and try not to focus so much on trying to get the biggest numbers just to, just so that you can get the fastest one. Um, the fast one or the best one that we have now is 25 watts, and that's pretty much what they're carrying with most of their devices. The S20 Ultra last year had a 45-watt charger, and trust me when I say I felt the pain when I went from an S20 Ultra to an S21 Ultra, and how long does it take me to charge that battery? It just takes way longer. It's, it's a big difference when you go from 45 to 20 uh, to 25. So we'll, we'll have to see. Um, so the the, an S, the Z Flip and the Z Fold 3 announced uh, on Wednesday will be available in by the end of the month, on the 27th, at least in most of the major brand markets where Samsung is selling their smartphones. And it'll keep going to more markets as, kind of as time goes on. So basically, it is going to be released in August of 2021. So hopefully that answers your question there. Um, Yar, sorry, Gary, Gary, the fireman is in the chat, guys. Say hi to Gary. Hope you guys are doing, hope you're doing well, sir. Um, at my, at a family function, just wanted to say hi, hope everyone's good and having a great weekend. Hope you have a great time with the family, man. Uh, always appreciate having you with us here on the chat. Appreciate having you, uh, kicking it with us here on your Saturday. Uh, and again, have fun and take care. But thank you again for for hanging out with us. Um, Greg is like saying, yeah, definitely. A $500 Z Flip 3 would be amazing. Uh, it's going to be one of those things. Um, uh, Yaris asking, so it's about three to four weeks. Uh, I think it depends on where you are. But I guess here in the US, about a week and a half from now, at least uh, for us here. Uh, here, let's jump back with Zachary. Um, TKB changed the pace. Samsung claims the Galaxy A Galaxy Watch uh, for BIA, uh, well, basically, will be 98% accurate as a as a deca oh deca de uh, dex uh, sorry the Dexa can, uh, scan. Uh, it is possible for on a watch. I have to double check and see a little bit more on the on the technology behind that. What they're trying to do is to bring more functions into their smartwatch. Uh, it very much relying on hardware, uh, the ability of measuring that by using um, small electrodes to be able to actually measure that information directly. The BMI, or uh, basically what you were talking about in there, the BIA, the the body uh, the body index, uh, is is something that is very interesting to see how they can do it. Um, although I'm almost 100%, just to say this, if Samsung is is sticking to their recipe, which they've done many, many years, and, and is more than likely that feature is not going to be available at launch. It'll be available maybe one or two months later, and it will be tested in certain markets. How accurate is it going to be? I think it's going to be more of a point of reference. I don't feel like it at this point, with it being the first generation, that it could potentially be uh, as accurate as going in and getting your, uh, your body mass index uh, actually uh, measured correctly. Uh, because typically, yes, uh, although they use those specific parts, let's say, you know, the, the your feet or different areas to be able to measure it, uh, it's something that kind of, you know, it's new. Is it something that you're going to be, you know, like looking at? The goal is obviously to be proactive. Uh, if it's an indicator and there is a concern, you should go check a professional, uh, check with a professional. Uh, but I wouldn't ever 
believe that Samsung's able to provide us that experience at a very high quality initially. Uh, we'll have to wait. Uh, there's a lot of conversations with that. I do have the uh, the watch, uh, the classic four uh, on order as well. Uh, big fan of trying to see what the new Wear OS is. Uh, Although it seems like with the way Samsung's going, it, it, it skinned it so much, it looks like uh, Tizen, um, and they took out the Assistant. So there's going to be some concerns there as well. So just keep that in mind. If you rely on the Assistant on your smartwatch, uh, unfortunately, the Galaxy series will not be the, the series for, for a lot of people. It's going to be interesting. Uh, didn't mean to put an emoji. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's oh it's, yeah no uh, go with this one tk um so sorry donald lazino's back uh think uh, tk uh one good thing about the uh, about fast phone price uh, dropping is carriers will just give you a brand new phone cause they uh they aren't worth <laughs> worth fixing um sadly enough yes it, it's been a situation i've had that happen to me multiple times when i've had to trade in uh, a phone when it broke and it was under warranty you're right. They typically just give you another phone. It's much easier for them. The procedure, though, I would say the, the approach of what we, need, what we really need to look at is um, depreciating hardware, depreciating tech at the rate that it goes is creating a lot of waste. And right now, very few companies do actually a very good, decent experience of recycling our hardware once we're done with it. It's one of those things like, and as to your point, Donald, is like if your phone is, is uh, slightly damaged and you need to go in and they trade and they give you a new one, what are they doing with the old one? I hope they recycle it. I hope that we're getting some re, uh, re, uh, reuse out of that hardware uh, to a certain point. And I don't mean recycling and meaning by selling it to somebody else. I'm just hoping like something to be to the point where they're able to recycle the materials, the, mir the minerals in there and the precious metals that they're able to use to make another phone or bring life into something else. So um, it is one of those experiences that right now tech or at least smartphones, it, it's becoming very hard. Do you pay or do you buy a phone at launch? It's becoming more of a situation where you should just wait. Uh, buying a phone at launch is pretty much banking you, um, paying more for the, for, for the honor of having the phone a couple of weeks, maybe a month earlier than when the price becomes uh, more affordable. Maybe that's a better way of looking at it. Uh Oh, okay. Uh, Miko, uh, sorry, Miko's Miko City is actually TK. What do you what do you like and don't like about the Fold Three? Um, I'll start off with the likes. Easy. Uh, I like the fact that they decided to finally bring the S Pen into it. I actually am pretty big a big fan of uh, that functionality in there. Um, the fact that the S Pen, though, uh, actually I'll keep that. So S Pen, good. I, there's there's a good and bad on both of those situations. Uh, I like the fact that we have an IPX8 water resistance. Um, I like the fact that we have um, 120 hertz on both displays. Definitely very nice. Um, and I think that's roughly the new things that I really, I mean, I, obviously the the fact that it unfolds, the smaller display, the bigger display, those things I actually, those things I've appreciated from the Z Fold 2 before. This isn't really new, uh, but I appreciate the fact that this is still a unique experience. I And the fact that they're working with third-party companies to try to make the experience on the Fold better than it's, it has been, specifically with the format issues and social media applications. It's like saying, hey, Instagram, can we finally get an, uh, an app for, uh, for the iPad that doesn't require us to, use the iPhone version on it. That is a situation that I think iPad users dealt with for a long time. So we want to be able to basically get a good experience regardless of the form factor. So those are things that I appreciate. Flip that over on the other side. 
Um, the S Pen only works with the Z Fold, so you can't use the same S Pen if you have a Z Fold and another tablet. So you can't use uh, the same S Pen with them. You can use the new one on the older ones, which is somewhat of a good situation, but you have to buy or rebuy another S Pen. Um, the fact that we have a slightly smaller battery is a little bit of a concern for me. Uh, also, the fact that it looks exactly pretty much the same as the Z Fold 2, I would have hoped for something a little bit better, maybe some innovation on the tech, better cameras, of course, as opposed to uh, a downgraded uh, 4 megapixel camera. Although it, it, they did bring in an under-display camera for a foldable, they went with a compromised 4 megapixel sensor uh, as opposed to a, the 10 megapixel that we had last year. So the images won't look that good. You're obviously probably going to have a, uh, somewhat of a decent experience for video calls, but I think that's the intent of it. They don't want you to use the internal camera. So that's kind of me summarizing it with early information, of course. Uh, Dan is here. Uh, so I feel like uh, so I feel like uh, with how devices are being supported for uh, longer and longer, it just makes sense to buy something just released. Uh, sorry, just makes it just released. Uh, getting something a year old uh, seems the way to go. I, I, and I think I may have maybe misstated the earlier one. Uh, I think it's a yes. If you're looking and you're trying to save some money on a, on a purchase of a new phone or a new phone to you, that's maybe a better guess, depending on how you read the statement. I think something from 2020 is definitely going to still give you a good experience. Like if I had to recommend an S series, I would still recommend the S, uh, the Note 20 Ultra or the S20 Ultra over the ones we have this year. They're very strong, very capable devices that give you a great experience. Uh, the Pixel 4 XL, the Pixel 5, very good smartphones. The Xperia 1 Mark II from 2020, still a banging smartphone with a great set of experiences and new features that were added with Android 11. Um, every device and any device like the v60 per se yes lg as a company is no longer making new phones they're still supporting it it has android 11 and it runs really good great cameras great audio um, all of the things you want out of a new feature smartphone in 2021 and it still performs great even if it was released in 2020 so to, to dan's point absolutely if you're looking for something like that definitely consider looking at uh, one, about basically about a year old devices like i said the z fold 2 for under 800 bucks or around 800 bucks is a steal because you're going to get a great experience that is very close to that 1800 dollars experience that they're trying to sell you right now for sure uh where are you expecting the next galaxy tab series I haven't really seen a lot of information on that, but I think they're trying to go more for the FE series. And I think that's their series right now, what we're doing. Uh, Davin Davis, thank you very much. Uh, you know what? And it is actually, if I'm not mistaken, it is about that time uh, for our TKception. And of course, uh, TK, our chill, our chill bay. Uh, T, uh, TK, uh, oh man, <laughs> shrugs all Samsung. I'm not shrugging all of them. I, I just... I want them to do better. It, that's really where you're, the, um, the the that excitement that you're seeing in me is not because I want to harp on them. It's because I wanted them to do better. I want them to do what they used to do and meet and exceed my expectations and some of the features that they add. And it's been a very hard conversation to have this year. It's just tough. Ever since the S series and now with the Z series, it's a conversation. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There are some minor improvements. But it feels like more of a cruise year for Samsung. So we'll have to see how they do in 2021. Uh, but it is, yes, uh, it is that time of the uh, the chat. So if you guys are not familiar, it is this part of the time where we do this in the chat, where we put in basically some hashtags in the comments. We have TKceptions and so on, something similar to what Greg is doing right now and what uh, Davin Davis was doing uh, just a second ago. Uh, and it is basically kind of, 
for us a way to kind of bring in a little bit of uh, a little bit of uniqueness into this live stream. And as that's going on, please go ahead and leave those comments in the comments below. Uh, leave those comments. Leave those comments below, and let's talk. Try to recap a little bit. Um, Unpack this year announced a lot of devices, two foldables, a smartwatch, and earbuds. And there was also the FE, but I don't think they talked a lot about it overall. Um, I think Samsung's approach for the for the Z Fold 3 is definitely very much uh, fine-tuning the Z Fold 2. They fixed a couple of things that a lot of people had concerns with, the IPX rating, which will do uh, basically just water resistance. Uh, and it's fresh water, not salt water, or chlorinated water. Water, So no pool, uh, no pool diving with the Z Fold. Uh, we definitely have better display, obviously, the S Pen functionality. So they added those in there. So very, very nice. Uh, the battery is a little bit smaller, but then we'll have to see how the experience kind of overall goes. Uh, there are two options. There's the 256 and the 512 in the U.S. market, as opposed to what we had last year, which is single model only. So that's some, something also to be appreciated there. And if you do decide to pick it up with uh, the pre-order option, and I think you probably heard this from the comments, that you end up getting between anywhere between 150 on the Z Flip to 100 $200 on the Z Fold. So those are the biggest thing that went in there. And the conversations that we had today were more of my wanting Samsung to provide us a better experience, not necessarily just fine-tuning an experience that was already there. Um, so the better pricing on the Z Flip and the Z Fold are absolutely going to be great for people that are looking to pick them up. Uh, I think the Z Flip will definitely still be better. In my opinion, I feel like the Z Flip was the star of the show, although Samsung wanted the Fold to be the star of the show. The Z Flip is going to be bringing in more new Flip users or new foldable users to Samsung's ecosystem. Um, and then with that also, we kind of touched on a whole bunch of different devices. Obviously, the Pixel line of releases, the Pixel 5a. Um, we also talked a little bit about the Amaze Fit uh, Power Buds Pro. These guys are are great, banging, uh, sound great, great tuning, uh, really good experience, uh, active noise cancellation uh, at a very good price point directly from Amaze Fit. And they have a heartbeat sensor for when you're exercising. And I didn't get a chance to mention that earlier. Uh, they're definitely tech forward in that aspect. They allow you to actually, and only when you're running, when it notices that your heartbeat is higher, you're able to get actually notifications of your uh, your run and your exercise with those functions. So very, very, very nice. Um, let me see here real quick. I think I may have missed a few comments. Let me double check. Bah, bah, bah. And okay, here it is. Let's just make the screen big. So now this will be the time where we do our TK section. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to hit it. Oh, where am I? Where am I? Okay, so grounded tech is in there. I think there may be one, a couple more. Uh, ta, ta, ta. Oh. Sorry, I'm looking away. From, not that I'm not, I'm not looking at you guys. Um, I'm actually looking over to try to see if I can catch it. Um, the, the Z Fold 2 is supposed to get uh, two software updates from uh, the original launch. So uh, Android 12 uh, and Android 13. Uh, ta, ta, ta. Let me see here. Okay, I think Jimmy Fire Dragon is the one that kind of started us in there, uh, right there, right before Ground Attack. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and share screen. And if you haven't seen this before, this is one of the coolest things I love doing. We did it by coincidence, and it there, right there. Um, it's just an inception. It's the show within a show with you guys, with me, and the show as usual. So with that being said, I do want to say thank you very much to Dan, um, Air Guys TV. We're actually new to Ground Attack uh, branding on the channel, TKception, TK Sam Bay. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! I I, I gotta appreciate Dan. Dan Dan knows how to how to say how to put them in, and indeed, yeah, the man, the Mister Cumberbatch of all of our shows. 
um tk exception tkr bay tk tk shows tough left the samsung for them to do better bay ay 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 that is a long one and tk hopefully well rested uh, after his holiday bay as, as well honestly it was a good it was a good i needed it it was great um but then for some reason the week i came back after was like literally one of the worst not worst busiest weeks and um but i like it busy busy's good i like being busy as well uh, Greg, thank you very much for hanging in there. Uh, it's lunchtime, babe. It is just about lunchtime as well. You're right. Uh, Dominic Wang, as usual, thank you very much. TKception, TK Tesla Bay. And I actually finishing working on a video. I uh, woke up early this morning and installed uh, a new swivel mount to the display in the car. So that's that looked crazy good. So that video is coming up very, very soon. Jimmy Fire Dragon, thank you very much again for hanging out with us. A TK Flip Boy. <laughs> I wish I could do flips, man. Unpacked part two, 2021, uh, Tab, uh, Tab S7FE for sure. Uh, and of course, thank you to Aditya. Thank you for all of you guys for hanging out with us as well. Uh, everybody, TKSD, TKSD card. Uh, Russ, thank you very much. Um, Earl Owens as well. Thank you very much for hanging out uh, for everybody. Uh, Marilyn, thank you again very much for hanging out with us, coming over. Um, Jimmy Fire Dragon, uh, Spectacular, Ground Attack, Dan, uh, Danny in there, Dominic Wong, of course, as usual, Greg, <laughs> everybody there. I, I do want to say again, I, I, uh, you are the best part of the show. Um, the show literally felt not, I felt weird not doing a show last week, although it's one of the, not necessarily the best produced show. Uh, I still wanted to be able to hang out with you guys. Um, and today we have a lot of new friends. So if you guys have checking out the channel for the first time, please would really appreciate you. If you guys can do a like a subscribe, or even maybe share the show and let other people enjoy the content. There is an audio version of this podcast that is linked right below in the, uh, the video right now. If you guys would like to listen to this as opposed to uh, look on in the video. So for sure. Um, Thank you very much. Be safe. Stay safe. Make great decisions with your tech and your tech purchases. Um, and, you know, research. Look around. See exactly what you have options for. There are so many options on the market right now. It's crazy how tech has evolved over the years. Uh, and we have, obviously, more to come. The year isn't over. There are still some devices to come that we're going to get a chance to check out. I'll see you next week on another episode of Saturday Morning with Tech. Um, actually, I did want to say something, and I don't think Matt, uh, Matt or Sam, I think I saw Sam earlier in the week. Um, tomorrow um, on the um, on Sam and Matt's show, where it used to be called the Across the Podcast, uh, uh, if I'm, I'm hoping they're still going to have it. Matt and Sam are going to have a show around 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Monday. Juan Carlos is uh, SGGQA, as always, and we'll be back Thursday with the best of our week. Take care, everybody. Thank you very much for hanging out, and I hope I see you guys next week on another show. Bye-bye for now.